Hi there, welcome to Shiloh Tabernacle London. We're located in South East London in Woolwich Dockyard, Block 1, Unit 9, Dockyard Industrial Estate, Woolwich Church Street, SC18 5PQ. Join us for our Bible study every Friday from 7.30 to 9pm and you can't miss our Sunday services packed with prayer, vibrant worship and a powerful word. First service is 9am to 10.30 followed by our family service from 10.30 to 12.30. And now for the best part, let's get into the word. Hallelujah. Um, today we're going to read um, in the book of Luke, the gospel of Luke, um, chapter 4, verse, uh, verse 14. Now, verse 31. Um, it says, then he, he went, this is Jesus. Then Jesus went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbaths. And they were astonished at his teaching, for his word was with authority. Now in the synagogue, there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon. And he cried out with a loud voice saying, let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. 35, but Jesus rebuked him saying, be quiet and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him in the midst, he came out of him and did not hurt him. Then they were all amazed and spoke among themselves saying, what a word this is. For with authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits and they come out. And the report about him went out into every place in the surrounding region. Hallelujah. Um, today, I want us to talk um, really about a place called Capernaum. Um, Capernaum is a place, um, it's a town in, in, in Galilee, but um, Capernaum is, is interpreted or described as, as a place of, of comfort, as a place of, of, of wealth, as uh, prosperity. This is Capernaum. Um, and I will, as I was looking at this, when I was praying um, last night and asking God for this, for a word, and, he, and, and I received this word, um, I was reminded that this, this, is, this is the part of the gospel um, that we tend, um, we tend not to, to, to look at simply because um, it's not pleasant. It's not pleasant to tell people to come out of their comfort zone, hallelujah. And this is what Capernaum is. Capernaum is a place of comfort. It's a, it's a, it's a comfort zone. Hallelujah. And we see it. I was, I was amazed. I've read this story countless times, but I was amazed by the fact that the Bible says that there was in the synagogue, bear in mind that, that was a place, uh, that, was, that was a clean place. Hallelujah. Um, 
people, if you go there, it was either for repentance or, or to pray, but it wasn't, it wasn't a place of uncleanness. However, the spirit, this spirit found itself so comfortable that it entered the, the, the synagogue. We see um, not only it entered the synagogue, but it also had the guts to speak, hallelujah, to speak out um, in the midst of people. Now, I looked at this and I was like, wow, <laughs> this is amazing. It, 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 not in a good way, but in a sarcastic way. It, it, it is amazing um, that this, this man who clearly was accustomed to being in the synagogue had been in the synagogue for X amount of time and the demons in him were not bothered by the fact that he was going in and out of the synagogue. Hallelujah. The walls or whatever was happening in the synagogue was not bothering the spirit. The demon was fine, was fine. As a matter of fact, he was comfortable. Nothing was bothering him. And, and it, brought, it brought me to, to, to reflect on, on our Christian life. Um, this is this is not a message for those who don't know Christ. This is this is this is a message for those who are in the church. And and I've I've, I've as as I was looking at it, the uh, the more I look at it, the more I realize that there are um, there are things that have that we no longer um, preach, that we no longer talk about, that we no longer. Um, aspire to um the, there are things that preachers we're not preaching about anymore and there are things that christians are not aspiring to um i will i will read a small quote um from from a man called um matthew uh, no sorry william william booth he said the chief danger that con that confronts the coming century will be religion without the holy ghost Christianity without Christ, forgiveness without repentance, salvation without regeneration, <laughs> politics without God, heaven without hell. And this is, when he was talking about that, it was before the times that we are in. And the times we are in, we are in the times where we encourage people into seeking blessings. Hallelujah. You, God is going to give you this. God is going to do this to you. God is going to. And we see people. And I, please don't get me wrong. As I'm preaching this to you, I'm preaching it to myself. We go in and out, in and out of the house of God and we remain the same. And why? Because we are not aspiring bless Pastor Diana who said, look upon Jesus. If we. If you go to a party and, um, or don't, let's not even talk about the party. If people come to your house and they come in the morning and you are still in your pajamas and they're all dressed up, the second you look at them, something tells you that you, you are not in the right state. Hallelujah. Because you looked at them. They look clean. They look dressed. They look they look ready for the day. You look at yourself, you haven't showered, you don't look clean. And that, that tells you that you need to do something. Hallelujah. So when we look upon Jesus, when we look at Jesus, 
We don't just look at Jesus for, for, for the sake of bread, hallelujah for the sake of miracle and our next breakthrough. The greatest breakthrough is breaking from the chains of sin, hallelujah. As we look, so as you look at a person, as you look at a person who comes to visit you, you realize, even if you were like, who's at the door at this time of the day? It's only 7 a.m. It's on a Saturday morning, man. And I'm, I'm in no mood for, for dressing up or whatever. But if that person comes to your house and you look at that person and you had plans to sit down or maybe go to the kitchen, make some pancakes, come back to the sitting room, enjoy your breakfast, you know, peacefully, like easy, like a Sunday morning, chill. But that's that's for those who don't go to church. For us who go to church, Sunday is a rush hour. But I'm talking about Saturday and that's why I'm referring to Saturday. So you... The second you were comfortable, you were in the comfort zone. But the second you look at them, the second he knocks at the door or she knocks at the door or they knock at the door, whoever knocks at your door and they come dressed. If they come in their pajamas, you welcome them in and you sit comfortably, hallelujah. But if they come dressed, the same way Jesus comes, to our, comes in our lives, holy, hallelujah, pure, hallelujah. And we look at him, we should aspire to be like him. But we see, we see Christians, hallelujah, who have been born again and we've been born again for a long time. We've been, we've been in and out of the church for a long time. We haven't missed a single Sunday, hallelujah. We even apply the principles of God, we tithe. We, we do the deeds. But there is no transformation in us, hallelujah. But the word of God tells us that they will not ask by our fruits. If we look in, 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 in Galatians 5, it describes the fruits of the spirit. And we see, we see Christians, we see Christianity that looks cute, but not holy, hallelujah. We see Christianity, we have learned how to dress. We have learned ah, we have learned how to speak in a holy way. We have learned how to conduct ourselves in a certain way that looks like that is Jesus-like. Hallelujah. But we are trapped in the same, in the same circle, in the same addictions, in the same sins, in the same um behavior why because we have not let the spirit of god do his work in us which is the work of transformation hallelujah so we see capernaum capernaum is such a comfortable place that even demons think it's all right to come in the house of god in the synagogue even demons think it's all right to attack someone in the in the synagogue if demons feel so comfortable in the house of God, they walk in and out, in and out. And that's how you see, that's how you see people fighting in the church. Because what? Because the, the demon has been so comfortable that now it's even manifesting. It's even there people who are supposed to be Christians are fighting in the house of God. And that's why we see, we see churches being destroyed because of gossip. Gossip. Really? Really gossip? 
So not only gossip has entered the church, but it found itself so comfortable that it's even destroying the church. Hallelujah. We see jealousy. Hey, I know it's not, it's not a popular subject, but bear with me, bear with me. Ah, hallelujah. I'm not here. Um, I'm not here to tell you that you're going to be blessed. No, I'm here to tell you that the greatest blessing that can happen to anyone is repentance and transformation. Hallelujah. For Jesus did not come so that we get houses and wives and husbands and children. He did not die for that. It would be shameful if he had died for the glory in this world. Hallelujah. But the Bible says to what will profit a man to gain the whole world but loses his soul. And unfortunately, we are at the pursuit we are pursuing the whole world. We are pursuing the whole world. We are pursuing everything that comes with the gospel, but the gospel of Jesus. Hallelujah. We are pursuing all the blessings that come with being a Christian without being a Christian. Hallelujah. There is no Christianity without repentance. And I've heard doctrines nowadays that say that we no longer need to repent ourselves because every sin has been forgiven. <laughs> and that's why we see people, people, um, this kind of, 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 of talk, um, I don't know what it's called in, 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 in English, but in Kirin it's called meaning um, the kind of talk that, that, that caresses the ears. And this is the kind of gospel that we're hearing. And this is, God forgive us. This is the kind of gospel that we are preaching to the house of God. But God will not, when we stand before God, the Bible says that we will be held accountable for every deed. So every word that I spoke that misled his people, every time that I spoke and did not tell his people that the kingdom of God is, is coming, that is at hand, that, they, that we need to have our ways straight. I will be accountable for it. Hallelujah. Jesus did not come on earth so that when, when the Bible talks about life and have it in abundance, hallelujah. When there is sin, when there is, when there is bondage, there can't be abundance. There can't be freedom. Freedom comes when the chains of the enemy are broken. That's the kind of freedom the God is speaking of, that the, the, the Bible is talking about. That's, that's the kind of freedom that God is talking about. Freedom from the bondage of the enemy. Hallelujah. Am I speaking to someone this morning? Praise his holy name. So we see, we see, we see, we see Christians. We see Christians um, and we see ourselves. Let me not say Christians. I say we see ourselves carry on in our own, in our usual ways. You, you, when you were saved, you were a liar. And you still are. So what is the gospel doing in your, in your life? We see, we see in, in, in Hosea, the Bible says for um, verse six, we know this word. It says, um, my people forsaken, um, sorry, uh, my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. And because they have forsaken knowledge, because they have rejected knowledge, I will reject them too. So we, we stop at the fact that it says that my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. 
But it doesn't stop there. It goes on and it says deeper stuff and it provides the consequences of rejecting knowledge. And the consequences of rejecting knowledge is that God will reject you too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we cannot, we cannot say that we are, we are Christians. We cannot say that we are on this journey to heaven if we don't, this person that I'm walking with, this Jesus, I have to know what he likes. I have to know what he dislikes. Hallelujah. I've, see, I've never seen, I've never seen um, someone who is so committed at exhibiting um, change, like, like a man who's pursuing a woman for marriage. My God. This guy, I'm not talking about a man who's pursuing a woman to play with her. No, 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 no. I'm talking about a man who has seen a woman. I want that woman. That woman is the mother of my children. Mm -hmm. Now, the man has to be strategic. Now, what does that woman like to do? We're talking about, um, we're not talking about easy women. We're talking about the ones that are not easy to get. So you have to be strategized. You have to strategize your deeds. So that woman likes to go to church and they used to make fun about Burundian men because when they are in courtship, they don't miss church. They go to church. When I was in Burundi, I was a Catholic when I was growing up. So all my cousins before, my elder cousins, when I was younger, you will see their fiance coming to church with them every morning. Not every morning, but every Sunday morning. It does not matter. They went clubbing. It does not matter. No, they will go clubbing Friday, Saturday. They will stay at home. So that Sunday, they won't be smelling alcohol when they come to church in the morning. They have to look at their best. Why? Because, because my cousins were going to church every Sunday morning. So this man will make a commitment to go to church every morning. Why? Because there is a target. And the target is marrying my cousin. So he will go to church every morning. Hallelujah. He will, he will pretend to like ice cream. The guy doesn't even like ice cream, but he will pretend to like ice cream. They go out there eat ice cream. He's pretending to like ice cream. I love ice cream. He won't drink alcohol while they're together because he doesn't want to portray himself as, as a drunkard and so on. Why? Because he is committed. So he, he is learning who this woman is and he wants to please um, this woman, unfortunately, the, 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 this was the kind of behavior that will go on until they get married. And after they get married, they will come to church the first month and that's it. Now you start seeing the woman coming to church on her own. I said, what? This guy was coming to church for a whole year. And within a month, the guy's no longer coming to church. Why? Because he was there for something. And unfortunately, we see people coming to church and they come to church and they pray and they pray and they pray. You see them coming every day until they break through. And when they break through, I always, oh my God, I always tell people a breakthrough is not there for you to disconnect yourself to God. But you see people for every blessing that is in their lives, they disconnect themselves to God even farther. Hallelujah. They used to go to church Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday evening, and then Sunday during the day. But then they get married. Now the husband needs them. Fair enough. Now they cut down um, two days. 
Now they only go they only go to church Monday, Wednesday, and then Friday, Sunday. That's for the family. Fair enough. Now the children come in, and by the time this the, 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 this woman has what two children, we no longer see her. We will see her again when it will be time for them to buy a house. Now she comes back to the house of God because she needs another breakthrough. Hallelujah. So when we walk with Jesus, you look at Jesus. And the more we look at him, the more we gaze upon him, the more we want to look like him. And unfortunately, we want Jesus as our savior, but not our Lord. Because if someone is your Lord, what he says you do, hallelujah, hallelujah. And what you can't do, that's what the spirit of God is there for, hallelujah. When in John um, chapter one, verse I believe, 14 says that the word became flesh, it means that it's not just this, this knowledge that Hosea is talking about. It's not just reading because we see theologists who know the Bible from, the, from, from Genesis to Revelation up in their head. They can dismantle it. They can describe it. They can, but they have no revelation. This knowledge that he's talking about, the one that causes change is revelation. Hallelujah. Because the spirit of the Lord will take the word. You, your eyes will read the word. The spirit of the Lord will take it, transform it, put it, put it in you. And then you will be transformed. He doesn't transform the word, sorry, but he transforms you. So revelation will transform you. But we see, we see Christians who don't even read the Bible. But then so, how can you know God if you don't read the Bible? Like between the two of us. How can you know Belize if you don't hang around Belize, if you don't hear Belize talk? So you can see a picture of Belize. If I unmute myself, you will see me moving, but you won't know anything about me. You won't know anything that I'm saying, hallelujah. Yet you will still see me. So you will be able to say, she's light-skinned, she wears glasses, she's got um, plump cheeks, she's this, she's that, but that's it. And she didn't do her hair today, but that's it. You won't be able to say, this is what Belize is. Hallelujah. And for many Christians, we walk with God, but we don't know who God is. So how do we expect to be transformed? But this exact spirit that we don't know. Hallelujah. So many Christians, we are in Capernaum. Hallelujah. We are in place of comfort. We are comfortable coming to Sunday to come into church every Sunday. We're even comfortable waking up in the morning because I'm getting ready to go to work anyway. So I don't mind waking up in the morning, hallelujah. But we don't see transformation in the house of God. We don't see repentance anymore. We don't see people, we don't, what repentance mean, I'm not talking about, I'm sorry, God. Repentance mean turning from where you were going to the other way. So I was going in this way, in a sinful way. Repentance means I turn around and I face God going that way. So I was going in the wrong direction. So now I turn around and I walk in the right one. That's what repentance means. Hallelujah. So we see, we see Christians who are not even afraid 
to lie in the house of God. I, I, I listened to, um, to someone's testimony. This person was standing at the altar of the almighty God. First of all, no one asked the woman to stand up and give testimony. She stood up, she gave testimony. The testimony was to thank God that she, she just had a child. Fair enough. She could have said, thank God for the child. Um, I've been blessed to God be all the glory. But she went on to say, to explain how she got the child because this woman was separated from her husband. Now she, everyone knew her husband had left, like your husband will leave and then three years down the line, you get pregnant, you get a child. So she stood before the congregation at the Holy of Holy, at the altar of the Almighty God, testifying that God was good to her. She, he was because she, she went into labor and she came out. So God is good. The testimony could have stopped there. But she went on to explain how her husband came back for a few days just to, to ask her to get back with her. She accepted without knowing that he was there to play with her. And then he returned. He went back home. Now, I know this family and I know the husband didn't come. I know they haven't been in touch. And the whole family, the whole family knows who is the father of the child. She's sitting in the church giving that account. Everyone is clapping. This is in the house of God. The pastor is there who is the father of the child, the, the, the newborn child. The pastor is there. The woman is at the altar testifying and it's okay. So it has reached that point where we are so comfortable in our ways, where we are so in Capernaum that we have no fear of the Lord at all. Hallelujah. We are so comfortable in our ways that when God comes and says, when God comes and says, I'm standing at the door, I'm knocking. Hallelujah. We are busy arranging our lives and looking cute for Sunday that we don't let him in to change us. But how does someone reach a place like that when, where we become so familiar with God that we stand and say, God said so, and you know he didn't say so. You are just manipulating people. How did we get to that point? Comfort. We have become so accustomed to God. Mm -hmm. We have become so familiar with him. Hallelujah. That every notion of fear of him has left us. Amen. Yet we want wisdom to build companies and businesses. The Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. Hallelujah. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. Now we have no fear of the Lord anymore. No wonder we have a church that is not progressing. 
No wonder we have a church that is not flourishing. No wonder poverty has come into the house of God. Why? Because we have rejected wisdom. And how did you reject wisdom? By not fearing God. Now we have lukewarm Christians. We are lukewarm Christians. We have learned, like I say, to look cute and sound cute and act cute. We are Christians, but we want to live like the rest of the world. How I pray. How I pray. <laughs> the word radical has become such a negative, has such a negative connotation to it that no one wants to be radical. And we are, we are happy when we are told that we are not Christians like other Christians. Because other Christians, wherever they are, they want to, to push their the belief into you. My friend, it's like I've never seen people who are, um, see, a Ugandan man, it doesn't matter, Ugandan people, it doesn't matter what you give them. You have to give them that mashed matoki, right? I don't know what it's called. But they love it so much. And they have eaten it for so many years. But you guys still love it. And it's lovely. It's lovely. I love it. I won't eat it every day, but I love it. I'm probably going to have enemies now. But bear with me. Bear with me. So you can feed, you can feed them. You can feed the Ugandans with everything else. But that will have to come. They can eat whatever you want them to eat today. But eventually, you're going to have to come up with a matoke dish the next day. Whether you just steam it or mash it or I don't even know any other recipes of matoke that you eat. But it has to come the next day. Hallelujah. Now, if you have to have that thing and people around you, people around you know that you have to have that thing. Yet people around you don't know the other love that you have, which is for Christ Jesus, then there is an issue. And we are happy when we are told, oh, I didn't know you were a Christian. Oh, why? No, you, you, you look like a Christian, but you, 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 you are not like every other Christian that is very overpowering with their belief. And we think that's cute. In other words, that person is telling you, oh, I like the way you look warm. And we, we know what God is saying to the church of, um, of, of um, Laodicea, or Laodicea, I don't know how to, how to, to, to pronounce it, but it's in, it's, in, it's in Revelation chapter 3, verse 15 to, to 17. When, when, John, when John is talking about church, the, the, the different churches, and Jesus is saying, this is, this is my problem with you, Church of Ladisse. This is my problem with you. You look warm. How I wish you were either cold or, or hot. But no, you're warm. So I, 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 I will spit you out. Literally, I will spit you out. There is a hope for the people who are in the church, sorry, who are outside. We want them to come to church. We want them to come to repentance. We want them to know Jesus. But then how can we invite them to know a, a God that we don't represent? 
We, I, I have not come across a single, as a matter of fact, the reason why Jesus went to Capernaum, it was because he was rejected from, from, from his, his hometown. Nazareth rejected him. They, they, they took him up, up on the cliff. They were going to, to throw him um, out, off the cliff. But the guy managed to escape and he went to Capernaum. Why were they going to reject him? Because he just told them the truth. So when you start looking like the truth, it's going to bother people. When you start preaching the truth, it's going to bother people. Hallelujah. When you start looking like Jesus, if the world is comfortable with you, my friend, you are doing something wrong. You are doing something wrong. The world was never comfortable with Jesus. So if it's comfortable with you, if it's comfortable with me, it means I look like the world. I sound like the world. Hallelujah. I live like the world. But if the world is bothered by me, then I'm on the right track. I am doing something. Hallelujah. Now we are preaching gospels that, that get us many lacks. We are preaching gospels that make, that make people love us. To what will profit a man to win the whole world but loses his soul? Because even if you live very long on this earth, no one has reached 200. That business of 200 stopped a long time ago. Long time ago. Long time ago. The true gospel, the true gospel of Jesus is the one that brings about change in people's lives. Hallelujah. Is the one that, that, that brings us to die to selves, but to live to Christ. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. We die to ourselves, but we live for Christ. That's, that's why Paul reached the point where he says, no longer I, but Christ in me. So he was no longer living. His life was not... He, he, he wanted his life to be so much tuned and so much blended into Jesus to a point that he's, the more we blend into Jesus, hallelujah. See, you can take, um, you can blend one kg of potatoes, but then you add 100 grams of spinach leaves and the whole thing will become green. Hallelujah. One kg of um, potatoes and 100 grams of spinach leaves and everything will become green. Hallelujah. Let the little knowledge that you have acquired so far, one, pushes you to learn more and two, brings about change in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Enough with this spiritual-ish life. Where the spirit of God is, there are fruits of the spirit. Hallelujah. But we see, we see children of God, we see ourselves being Christians and there is no 
fruit of the Holy Spirit. The way I was when I got saved is the same way I am now. The same mean person that I was before I got saved is the same mean person that I am. When I open my mouth, I'm still bitter. Hallelujah. I still speak death. Yet, the Bible says that if Jesus comes in us, hallelujah, if we believe in him out of us, sources of living water will flow. Yet, I'm still speaking death. May God forgive us. Yet, I cannot rejoice. I was a very jealous person before I got saved. Now that I got saved, I still can't rejoice over my sister's breakthrough. I still can't rejoice over my brother's blessing. Hallelujah. And I'm, and I'm pursuing the blessing of God. Yet the, 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 the word that says rejoice with those that are rejoicing, that one, I don't want to hear it. I want people to rejoice for me. So people are jealous in the house of God. People are bitter in the house of God. People fornicate in the house of God and it's fine. A preacher fornicate with, 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 with a choir member. And it's okay for both of them to stand at the altar of the almighty God. Because why? All sins have been forgiven. Hallelujah. We see Paul asking, I believe it's in Hebrew, I might be wrong, that for us who have known the truth and yet we fall into our, our wrongdoings, where is hope for us? We have rejected the truth. We have rejected knowledge. <laughs> we have rejected, <coughs> bless you, change and transformation. Yet we want the blessing. How can we reject Jesus, but we want the things that come with Jesus? In other words, we say, Jesus, um, you can leave the gifts at the door. I will bring them in my house, but you stay out there. When we pray, the greatest prayer should be mold me, change me, make me like you. Hallelujah. Let the kingdom of God be so much in you. Hallelujah. The heaven is reflected looking at you. People see heaven on earth. Hallelujah. People hated Jesus, but they could not deny. They could, they could not deny. People rejected Jesus, but they could not deny that the truth was coming out of him. They could not deny that there was a spirit of God behind him. Hallelujah. In the next, in the next few minutes, I want us to take time. I want us to take time to pray. I want us to repent, really and truly. And I want us to ask the spirit of God. He knows you more than I do. He knows where I need to change. He knows the area where I told him you can touch everywhere else, but this area is mine. 
I remember, I remember um, I, went, I went to Kenya and, um, and I was discussing, it was my first time in Kenya 2016. And, and I was discussing with, 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 with someone and he was talking about this and that. And, and I stopped him and said, sorry, didn't you tell me you were a Christian? Volume, please. And I said, didn't you tell me you were Sorry about that. Um, so I, I said, well, didn't you tell me you're a Christian? He said, yes, why? But then I don't understand. You, you, you tell, you're telling me you were with this girl um, over the weekend and, 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 and so and so. He said, no, what has my Christianity got to do with anything? I said, what? He said, what has Jesus got to do with with my girlfriends, no girlfriend, girlfriends. I was like, I don't understand. So he did not understand me. I did not understand him. Um, my brother-in-law was sitting there. He was laughing and he was like, and he told me in Kirundi, he said, my friend, Christianity is in this country is a whole new level of Christianity. Wow. So he turned around and, and he talked to him in English and he said, um, the reason why she seems shocked is because you're not supposed to do that. And she was like, and the guy was laughing. He was like, my friend, Jesus is after my heart. Not after my private part, he's after my heart. And so you can see how the gospel has been perverted. And we want, we have areas of our lives that we want Jesus to touch, that we welcome Jesus in. Hallelujah. I will welcome Jesus in my life, but I don't want to remove this thing that my mom gave me when I went to get married. This thing that, that is in my house that causes my husband to love me. This thing that I've used when 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 when, when my husband almost went went um, bankrupted, but I went and, and, and someone, an old woman somewhere gave me this, oh Jesus, come and bless our, our, our business, but don't you dare touch that thing, because that thing is there for protection. And then we wear, we wear things that apparently are good for, that bring good aura. I don't even know what a good aura is, but apparently they bring about good aura. And and we see these things in the house of God. We see these things among the children of God. I'm not talking about the unsaved because for the unsaved, the gospel is simple. Turn your life, give your life to Jesus. Welcome him in your life. Believe in your heart that he, he died for you and that he was resurrected for you and you'll be saved. And we tell them about repentance and going, but what about the people who are in the house of God who no longer believe in repentance, who no longer believe in letting Jesus be the master of their lives, every area of their lives. 
We want to pick and choose which area, in which area we can invite him. We want to pick and choose where we want transformation. We want to pick and choose where we want him to be the master. Hallelujah. Be the master of my business, but don't be the master in my bedroom. Hallelujah. Be the master um, of, of my marriage, but please don't you dare talk to me about forgiveness. Let's not even go there. Be the master of this, but don't be the master of that. My friend, there is no halfway there. You either there or you are not. And if you are standing in the middle, if you are neither hot nor cold, Jesus himself said so. In Revelation, we heard it. He will spit you out. May the spirit of God help us this morning. I know I'm not coming to preach you, to give you the, the, the kind of preaching that I'm not here to tell you how to get the next blessing, but I'm here to tell you how to get the one and true blessing that is an investment for eternity. Hallelujah. You and I are called righteous. Not because we are, but because of the righteousness of, of Christ in us. Now, shall we now live a sinful life because we are righteous? God forbid. But we are now called to live according to this righteous life that we have been freely given through Christ Jesus, who is the righteousness of God in us. Now live. Let me, let you, I want you, I want me, I want you. I want us Christians. Excuse me. I want us to live a life that reflects the one that we serve. As we gaze upon him. The same way when we look at people being dressed smartly and clean, we want to be like them. Let's not gaze at Jesus so that we get the package that he has in his hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But let us, as we look at him, aspire to be like him. As he's knocking on our door, let us open the hearts and let him in. Hallelujah. All you need is his grace. And that he has already given it to you. We want his grace. He gave it to us so that we, we by his grace are transformed day by day into his image. Hallelujah. I am done, but let's pray. Ah, sorry. I thought I was going to leave long. Um, but in the few minutes that we've got left, with a humble heart, let's repent. You might not be repenting for sins, but you may be repenting for not letting him be the Lord and guide every step of your life. Hallelujah. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Hallelujah. And only those who are led by the Spirit are the children of God. Thank you so much for listening to this sermon and I know you've been blessed. 
For more information about Shiloh Tabernacle and other sermons, please visit our website www.shiloh.org.uk And don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at Shiloh LDN. Once again, that's at Shiloh LDN. You've been listening to Shiloh Tabernacle London, changing lives, building dreams. Until next time, 